Hey, hey, it's your girl, Carla Renata. I'm back. We got snowmen or yetis, I should say. We got some jokers. We got a Judy and we got an event. Nicole Brown joining me right after this. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, hey, everybody. It's your girl, Carla Renata, a.k.a. The Curvy Film Critic, here at Black Hollywood Live. I am back, y'all. And this is how it works. If you've never been here before, The Curvy Critic, we sit here and we talk about movies that are coming out, movies that have been out, a little film news sprinkled up in there. And every once in a while, I have a ghost, a ghost, a guest. But most of the time, it's a solo journey. So if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, give me a big old thumbs up on YouTube, leave me some comments over at iTunes, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. I will comment back. I promise you that. And you know, I can handle it. I'm a big girl. I can take the good news right along with the bad. So there's that. But I wanted to let you guys know that our special guest coming in today is a really good friend of mine. Her name is Yvette Nicole Brown. We've been friends for a minute. I'll get to that in a second. But I just wanted to give you the heads up that she's going to be here in the studio with me. I'm so excited. She's never been here with me in this format. So we're going to have a good time. I also want to talk about a little news. I usually put the film news down a little further after I finish the reviews. But I really want to devote a good portion of the time to speaking with Yvette because she's got some really cool projects coming up that I want to share with you guys and some that have just occurred as of last night. So I want to leave plenty of time to speak with her about that. I want to give a shout out in the chat room to Brandon, Michael B and Marlon Wallace. Love y'all. Here we go. Here we go. I love y'all for joining me and showing up each and every week. I really, really, really do. Now, since the last time you saw me, I know I have had shenanigans with trying to do these little live feeds from a location. I'll get it down eventually, and y'all will actually get the show at 5 o'clock as opposed to three hours later. So I take full responsibility for that because that's a hot mess. But um, let me tell you why it was a hot mess. So I think I said before I left that my birthday was September 16th, and I share a birthday with my dad. My dad and I were both born on September 16th at one minute after midnight, and my father turned 80. So we had a big... Thank you. So we had a huge, huge shank, bang, 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 bang him up celebration with my dad in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and that was a wonderful thing. And the same night as our birthday celebration, we had a high school reunion. My high school reunion was happening. So all of that was going on all at the same time. It was a lot going on. But we had a great time. That is why I was not here last week. I didn't leave y'all in a lurch just because I was lurking. I left y'all in a lurch because I was celebrating my dad's 80th birthday. And, uh, you know, he's only going to turn 80 once in his life and I'm his daughter and I share his birthday. So I got to give him some love. I'm just saying. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to my boy, Billy Porter. I think I've mentioned here before that Billy Porter and I go way, way back to my Broadway days. He and I were on Broadway in Smokey Joe's Cafe and he just became the first openly gay male to win the best actor Emmy last weekend at the Emmy Awards. I know. Applause again. I am so proud of him. He is unapologetically him. He never, ever has changed from the day I met him until now. So I know he's watching and I know he's listening. So, but Billy, what's up, boy? I'm so happy for you. Okay, I have my moment and now I'm going to calm down. Um, I also wanted to give a big thumbs up and congratulations to Jarrell Jerome, who also won an Emmy for his role 
in When They See Us, the Ava DuVernay four-part series about the Exonerated Five that was on Netflix. Man, I could only watch that series one time because it was it had me emotionally raw, as I'm sure most of America and the world was when they watched it. But it was particularly poignant for me, and I couldn't handle it. So I watched it. I watched all four parts one time, and that was it. But I did meet Jarell Jerome at the AFCA TV Honors. So AFCA is the African American Film Critics Association, of which I am a member. And we honored some people in television, like Angela Bassett and Jarell Jerome, among others. And... um I told him that day he better get ready for his life to change because he was about to win that Emmy. <laughs> Clearly, I was right, which most of the time I am. Y'all know that. Um, what are y'all saying in there? He's one away from an EGOT. Yes, Billy is one way away, one award away from an EGOT. And, you know, I have no doubt that, that he's he's going to get that because that's just how he rolls. Um, always shouting out to the chat room. Always, always, always. Love y'all. Um what else did I want to tell y'all? Oh, some other news that is in lights that I want to share with you. So I met Elizabeth Banks, who is absolutely lovely and fabulous and all that. And Elizabeth just got honored to be the first female director. She was honored as a pioneer of the year in the 78-year history of the Will Rogers Motion Picture Pioneers Foundation, which I think is absolutely fantabulous and about 77 years too late. But nevertheless, at least they got with the program. Um... Banks has written, directed, and stars in the upcoming Charlie's Angels, which I've actually seen. Can't say nothing about it, but what I will say is that y'all go love it. It was so much fun. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Elizabeth Banks for that. I worked on Modern Family a little while ago, like a long little while ago, and their showrunner Steve Levantan has just signed an overall deal with 20th Century Fox, a really big one. And the big deal about this is that in June 2018, he was one of several top creators on television to speak out about a controversial statement a Fox News star, Laura Ingram, and um, said. And he tweeted that he was disgusted to work with 21st Century Fox, which owned both studio, both Fox Studio and Fox News. So re-upping this 20th, 21st Century Fox deal or 20, 20th Century Fox deal, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Some people say 21st Century Fox. Some people say 20th Century Fox. I'm going to say 20th Century Fox because it's been there for 20th Century. So until it's officially ta- changed to 21st Century Fox, I'm going to say 20th Century for 20th Century Fox. See, I can't even get it together to get it out of my mouth. But anyway, just wanted to offer Steve Levinton congrats on that. I also wanted to talk about my friend Lee Daniels. He has optioned a Sam Greenlee spy novel called The Spook Who Sat By The Door, which I believe was a movie a little while ago. I have to check into that, but I think it was a film once before. But now they're going to make it into a TV series um, and adapt it into a CIA tale for the small screen. So congratulations to Lee Daniels on that. Will Smith is starring in a picture about Nikki Barnes. Now, Nikki Barnes is a never, this is going to be a never before told crime syndicate story that features seven African-American men who ruled Harlem in the 70s and early 80s. Child, I didn't know there was that many black people ruling Harlem that was gangsters in the 70s and the 80s. So I'm down for all of that. The movie centers on the Shakespearean court intrigue between the council's king, Nicky Barnes, dubbed Mr. Untouchable by the New York Times, and all the different members as one unlikely rising protege emerges. And last but not least... Last but not least, Tom Hanks. If, <laughs> I love you for that. 
Tom Hanks, it was just announced this week that Tom Hanks will be awarded the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globe Ceremony this year. And if anybody deserves that award, it's definitely him. His body of work is unparalleled, and he deserves any award that comes his way, in my opinion. I love him to death. So that's that. Um, now, let me get into these reviews real fast. Before I bring my girlfriend, Yvette Nicole Brown, onto the scene. I'm so excited she here. Insty who? Um, so let's talk about Abominable. And I see that Brandon is in the house. Brandon is in the chat room. So, Brandon, I want to shout you out because you reached out to me on Twitter with some artwork that you sent me on Twitter of what you thought Abominable should look like in your world. And I loved it so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see it right now. I think he captured the essence of Abominable absolutely fantabulously. I love the fact that he reached out and shared that with me. I love you, Brandon. You know that I do. I talk to you on Twitter all the time. So thank you for sharing that with me. But let's talk a little bit about Abominable, which is produced by Universal Pictures in tandem with DreamWorks. It's directed and written by Jill Coulton and is voiced by Chloe Bennett, who plays Yi. Now, Chloe Bennett has been extremely vocal about Asians being represented on screen, off screen, in, in voiceover roles and whatnot. So needless to say, my girl delivered when it came to this film, because not only is she featured as a voice actor in this film, but Tashai Chen and Michelle Wong are featured as well. And you may remember Tashai Chen from the Joy Luck Club, one of Joy Luck Club, one of my all-time favorite films. They're voicing characters, and Sarah Paulson is voicing a character. Now, I know Sarah Paulson is not Asian. I know that, so don't be hitting me up with that. But I know she's not Asian, but she is voicing this character that is deliciously evil. I just loved her in this. And I actually thought she was a girlfriend of mine named Tokes. She was so good. I really thought that she was Tokes because the character kind of looked like Tokes and everything. But when I watched the credits and saw it with Sarah Paulson, I was like, well, okay, Sarah Paulson, you got a whole new feather in your cap. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, Abominable is a adorable story, an, an adorably animated story about this Yeti who finds himself really far from home and all he wants to do is get back to Mount Everest and Yi enlists two of her cousins and they help him get there um, through a little journey they take through the Himalayas. You guys, it was the most adorably, beautifully animated film I'd seen in a while. It's really, really cute. It's kind of like if King Kong met... Bigfoot and they kind of met E.T. and all of that was decided that it was going to be a big old snowman named a big old snowman Yeti named Everest and you put that all together that's what Abominable is. Children and adults alike will love it. It was great. Take the family out to see it. Again it is produced in tandem with Universal Pictures and DreamWorks and directed by Jill Colton. Now let's talk about this Joker movie. There's a whole bunch of drama surrounding Joker right? And I told y'all a little while ago that I had seen Joker at the Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> Good thing that I did because they had the L.A. premiere over the weekend um, here in Los Angeles and the press corps was shut out. They only had photographers there because there's been so much negative press surrounding the film concerning the gun violence and the the um, 
the mental illness issues and all of that stuff. And a lot of people, someone reminded me, actually, another critic reminded me that the last time the Joker was featured in a film, it was The Dark Knight Rises with Heath Ledger, which he posthumously won the Oscar for. There was that movie theater shooting in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado has actually decided that they're not going to show the film because they don't want a repeat of what happened there where there were 12 people that were shot in a movie theater. Um, I understand and totally um, concur with people being a little sketchy about the gun violence that is featured in the film. There is a lot of violence in the film. I would be... um, less than honest if I said there wasn't. There's a lot of violence in that film and a lot of it is unwarranted and a lot of it is it kind of throw hits you in the face like a ton of bricks. But what I will say about Joker is this. That film is unequivocally worth seeing if for nothing else just to see the performance of Joaquin Phoenix. Because Joaquin Phoenix, y'all, he is slaying it. And I'm hearing all this talk about all these other people needing to win an Oscar. I'm telling you right now, Joaquin Phoenix needs to win the Oscar for Joker because he did his thing in that movie directed by Todd Phillips. And when I was also at the Toronto International Film Festival world premiere there, Todd Phillips came out and said, yo, I just want to let y'all know this film is bonkers. And bonkers doesn't even begin to describe what that film is. But what isn't bonkers is is Joaquin Phoenix' performance in it. He is slaying it. And it is produced by Warner Brothers Pictures. It's directed by Ty Phillips. And it hits theaters on October 4th. Okay, you guys? Check it out. I know it's a lot going on, but please, please, please check it out. I talked about Judy before here, too. Judy has, um, excuse me, Judy has did a pretty decent opening this week. She It opened with about $3 million to rave reviews for Renee Zellweger. And I told y'all that Renee Zellweger is killing it in that film. And Judy, I didn't say this when I talked about it before. Judy deals with Judy Garland from a vantage point that we that fans of hers don't know. Like, I'm a huge Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli fan. I did not know Judy Garland had ever been homeless. I did not know Judy Garland had a huge, huge... Um, custody battle with her husband Sid Luft I didn't know that she married this man that was I don't know maybe 30 years younger than her and he he stole all her money and I didn't know that she died in London as a result of all this stress and strife that was coming up on her at that time in her life so it deals with her at a time in her life where you know it's post A Star is Born the ingenue that we see in A Star is Born is way post the ingenue that we've seen in The Wizard of Oz and this is a Judy Garland who is a grown woman has several marriages under her belt and several failed marriages, I should say, and a slew of children. And she's just desperately clinging to that fame and fortune that she once had, trying to hold on to the little bit of dignity that she has left. And she's unsuccessful because she does lose her life in London while she's performing at the Talk of the Town. That is the the, the gist of what you're going to see when you see Judy. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. And I believe that Renee Zellweger's performance is stronger than the picture itself, which is a recurring theme for me this award season. A lot of the films that I have seen are, they're okay, but the people in the films are like ridiculously talented. So that's Judy. Judy is produced by LD Entertainment and Roadside Attractions. It stars Renee Zellweger. Check her out. So that is it. So I just want to recap for you real quick the films that I talked about. Abominable. 
which opened op- which opened over the weekend on September 27th, Joker which opens on October 4th, and Judy which opened on September 27th. All of those films are in theaters with the exception of Joker of course cuz it is in theaters like I said on October 4th. I highly suggest that you check out all three. All right. Hey, Katia, I see you up in there. I'm shouting out my girl Katia from Philly. Girl, I love the fact that you in Philly watching me (laughs) with your kids and your husband. I appreciate you taking time out to support a sister. All right. So in the moment y'all have all been waiting for and me too. So I just want to introduce this guest of mine. She... I probably gonna I'm gonna cry. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I was not expecting this. Okay. So Yvette Nicole Brown is like a sister to me. And she is a fan favorite actress of people all over the world. This is a chick who is a frequent guest host of The Real. She's a frequent guest host of The View. She is she actually, I got to see her host a big old presentation for Disney Plus um, at D23, which is kind of like the, me and the event we're talking, and it's kind of like the Comic-Con for, for Disney. It, that really is what it is. Um, so I saw her host that. She did a fantabulous job. I was so proud of her, you know, like a, like a big sister would be. I was blubbering like a big old baby because... That's just who I am. Yvette has been that person for me that when I thought I was, I'm about to cry, when I thought I was counted out of the game, Yvette reminded me that I am the game. So, having said all of that, and I usually don't bring people into the show this way, but um, having said all of that, (laughs) I know y'all just saw her ponytail go across the camera. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Put your headsets on, baby. I will, I will, I will. Um, I usually don't get to see emotion about people, but she really is a dear, dear friend of mine. I got you some water. I got no water. This is nice. Um, and I and she's also a big fan of the Talking Dead. Y'all remember her from the Talking Dead. But having said all of that, <laughs> this is my good girlfriend, my ride or die homie, mm-hmm. who used to be a legal assistant. I just had to throw that sure in there. Did. Still know my stuff <laughs> as, a, as a legal assistant. Don't play with me, Miss Yvette. Nicole Brown. Yeah, oh, get applause. Yes, applause. girl, you get applause. That's your camera right hey, there. Hey guys, hey guys. Oh my god. Okay. That, so. Wow, we got tears and everything, girl. No, I, I was like, you. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. That was so nice. You but know, you know I, mean, I, 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 you know, I love you. You know, I'm, not even, I'm still no. crying. What the hell is wrong with me? Okay, That's all right. Um, so. I just there's a picture I think that might be up or showed at one point. Um, oh, Yvette, the Odd Couple! Yeah, Yvette was on the Odd Couple. She was a series regular on the Odd Couple, and they were looking for somebody to play a friend of hers that sang in the choir. Was it Raylene, what's your name? Raylene. Raylene. She had to be funny and also ridiculously talented, and I was like, Carla. Aww. Carla could do it. <laughs> I loved her yeah. for that. But that's that picture of us that night as we were taping. And I purposely wore a wig, <laughs> <laughs> as I often do, y'all know, um, so that I didn't look exactly like Yvette. Because right. when my hair is curly, yeah, we, we kind of look, like... we look a little similar. Yeah. Like, even Yvette's daddy was like, if I didn't know better, <laughs> I would swear. It, was I a Rolling Stone? <laughs> was I? He yeah. full almost like, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> And my family has said that about us as well. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi, hi. <laughs> 
So let's talk. Oh, and then I just have to throw this out yeah. there. Yvette, y'all, is now among the all the other monikers that she has, just like me. She now is able to throw the moniker behind her name of producer, producer and writer. writer. She produced and wrote. I know, right? <laughs> she produced and wrote a movie that she wrote about 20 years ago mm-hmm. called Always a, a Bridesmaid. Bridesmaid. It had its debut on Black Entertainment Television, yes. BET, last night. Yes. I watched a little bit of it before I ran out to yes. a screening. And I gotta tell you, Yvette, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That dialogue, <laughs> especially that little council dialogue with yes. the girls at the table where she's online trying yes. to figure out what to do and they be like, we're gonna take over your phone. <laughs> that, that whole dialogue, I was like, Okay, Yvette know how to write some dialogue. Thank you. So talk to me about why did it take 20 years for this this project to get on the air? You know, it's funny. It didn't take 20 years for it to get on air. It just took... I just wrote it 20 years ago. I wasn't actually trying to turn it into a movie. I just wrote the script that I didn't see. So around 20 years ago, we didn't have PG-13 romantic comedies. I love... While You Were Sleeping is my favorite romantic comedy. I love that too. I love it. And Runaway Bride is another favorite. Gary Marshall, May Rest in Peace. And we didn't have those types of movies for black people. Our romantic comedies are always a little more edgy. And I'm not really an edgy girl. I'm a PG-13 girl. So I was like, I'm going to write one. Mm -hmm. So I literally just wrote it when I was at Temp Jobs. I take a little floppy disk and I put it in. And you know, while I'm answering phones, I would write about Mark and Karina. Did you just say floppy disk? That's how long ago it was. (laughs) So I would write about Mark and Karina, and then once I finished the script, I would just read it where other people would put in a DVD to watch a movie. I would read the script to revisit Mark and Karina's love story. And then maybe seven or eight years ago, my friend Nakia Brown, Indy Brown Jones, is a um, she has a production company called Tridestin Productions, which specializes in films for us. And the thing that her her father, who's also a producer with the company, his mandate is he wants films where black people win. Mm. So she happened to ask me at lunch, you know, do you write? I was like, I used to because I did it and then never really did it again. Right. Um, I mean, I wrote in that that season of time. I wrote like four or five scripts, but I wasn't like writing all the time. Oh, so you got I got, got more. You got, got more. more. I got a couple more. And mm. so she said, do you write? I was like, I used to. She was like, do you have anything? I said, well, I have this one I think is kind of sweet. So she read it and optioned it. And that was like seven years ago. And then over the course of time, she had placed it a couple of places and some things fell out and then life happened for both of us and she, we had to take steps back. So maybe about a, uh, maybe November of last year, mm-hmm. she came back and said, hey, we, we, we want to do it. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So by March of this year, we were in pre-production and then we started shooting in April with our great director, Trey Haley. And, you know, it was on BET. It became an indie film but then became, uh, you know, BET said, can we air it? We were like, yes, please. <laughs> and then it was on BET. Like, it was ridiculous how quickly it happened. Wow. So for people that don't necessarily know what the word option means, yes. can you just break that down real quick? Option is when someone says, can I have the right to try to make this into something exclusively? So I want six months to be the only person shopping Always a Bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. And Nakaya is my friend. We, we've we been friends since middle school. So I was like, girl, do what you can. Because she's from you. Cleveland. She's from Cleveland, Warrensville. Okay. We both went to Warrensville. Um, so I was like, girl, just go and take it out and see what happens. So she, I, I trusted her and I gave it to her and forgot about it. Like It wasn't like I was calling like, hey, girl. I gave it to her and I was acting. I was doing other things. So it wasn't like the foremost in my mind. Maybe that's the best way to get something done. Just put it out there and forget about it. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> because that's truly what happened with yeah. you. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, um, can you, can you drop anything about these other four that you can do? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, there's different varying degrees of being ready. Um, no, I can't. I okay. can't. I mean, there's there's like at least one other romantic like, comedy. Like, can a sister get an exclusive? <laughs> there's at least one other romantic comedy in there, and then there's one that's kind of... Every time I say this, people get their nose wrinkles. It's a mob one, but it's not like 
mob mafia. I'm not well, doing like. Well, why was nose I mean, because I guess they think, what is he doing writing a mob movie? And exactly, but it's imagine if you saw Always a Bridesmaid. Imagine if I wrote a story that had a mob part of it. That's what it is. It still would have romance. So you in basically it. invoking Sony Sonny Corleone from GH. Is that what's I happening? Mean, no, it's not even that deep. I swear <laughs> it's not. It's just really a story about a guy, and it's just some stuff that he gets involved in that he doesn't know he's involved in, and okay. it has a mafia tinge to it. But it's really a story about him and his friends and doing good because everything I write will always be about somebody trying to do good. Okay, and yeah. I love the fact that you gave yourself a role. You were the pastor. You know, it's funny when I wrote it twenty years ago, I thought I was going to be Karina if it was ever made, and then as I aged out of Karina. Um, Pastor Brody was originally Pastor Hal Bro- Al Brody. So it was supposed to be a man. Oh. And then when we got this, sh- when we started to do the movie, it's like, well, I could probably promote it if I'm in it. I can promote it better if I'm in it. So I changed it to Althea and turned it into a woman and then played it. But it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to write myself a role. It's like, I want people to see this and I want to promote it. So what's the best way to do it? And if I'm in it, it helps. Well, I love how Althea was bringing my girl to task. <laughs> she, she was like, um, so what are you afraid of? Yeah. And she was like, uh, and you know what's funny? Karina was like, I, she didn't I don't know. know. She don't know and she didn't know if you saw the film you know she didn't know Mm -hmm. but um there's an actual longer version of the movie with more of pastor brody's wisdom because i'm a christian and i think it's important to you know kind of sprinkle god's truth not in a preachy way but just in a way that if anybody's searching they can find something that'll help them get through the day so there's some more gems from from pastor brody in the longer version which we hope to release either in theaters or on netflix or on um, itunes like we're going to find a way to get the full story out so i take it the feedback was positive it was really great like we trended on twitter on Twitter we and trended, I, was like, I was like oh my god they really like it yes we trended which blew my mind I never thought anything that I personally had a hand in would ever trend and it was pretty exciting yeah well I knew that was gonna happen I, so I, 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 I was like know. girl but look just while you were talking yeah. I was like okay why do we have the same idea to wear a jean jacket you know I was gonna call you I was actually this I had this one outside and I was like should I take this off and then when I came in you had yours on I was like good <laughs> Just, you know, I think it's a cute look today. It I like, is. I like, like, hey, yeah, the jean jacket. Let me flip my collar up. Right Bam. Not. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you got jokes. Yeah. Um. So there's always a bridesmaid. Yeah. And then we have you doing the live. Now, I know what a Disney nerd you are. I am. I know you are the biggest Disney nerd walking on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. even worse than me. Yeah. So I know <laughs> that you probably did 5,000 cartwheels down the street when you found out you were being cast in the live action version of Lady and the Tramp. I still can't believe I'm in Lady and the Tramp, you guys. Like, you know, your whole life as a as a, an actor, well, just as a human being, you want to be a part of a Disney anything. Mm-hmm. But then as an actor, that's like the, the biggest dream because it's Disney is our entire, most of us, our entire lives, Disney has touched in some way. Um, and then, you know, there's not a lot of, haven't historically been a lot of opportunities for people of color in some of the Disney films. That's just the way life was back in the day. But now that they're doing all the reimaginings, they're giving everyone a chance to come and play. So when late, when Lady and the Tramp came up and I realized that they were looking for Aunt Sarah, I was like, oh, my God. Only pause I had was that she's the one that hates dogs. And I love dogs so much that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'm a good enough actress to hate a dog on mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was nervous about that. And then also going to Savannah for a couple of months to film. And, I, you know, everybody knows I take care of my dad. And I was like, oh, I got my daddy. What am I going to do? And my mom stepped in the gap. And she was like, if Disney says they want you, you're going to go to Savannah. <laughs> and I'm going to watch your dad. I know she did. <laughs> Fran don't play. Hear, Fran, you know, Fran you, know, right, you know how she talks. I can hear Fran right now yeah. and giving you that look like, like really? I bet you're going to be in this Disney <laughs> film. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was a great experience. Oh my god, yeah. that is pure comedy. Do you miss the Talking Dead? 
I do, and it's coming back. And I, I you know, I'm gonna, I'll be back on. You know, I, I got a little call. I can't say when, but I'll be back in, on the couch talking. All right, about well, it. that'll give your fans something to look yeah. forward to. Ryan Nielsen, who is engineering us today, hey, Ryan. and producing us today, What's going on? he loves you. Oh, Ryan, he I do. is a big fan from Drake and Josh, oh, and Ryan. loves you. Oh, Ryan, I'm a big fan. We had to take a picture later. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> I just I love the uh, episode where your eyes are dilated. Yeah, that's my favorite one. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite the best one. one. Helen's eyes. But yeah, I worked at the movie theater because. Uh, I, I just thought it was looked so much fun working in a movie. Did theater. you think you'd meet a Helen in the movie theater? Yes, but I was more than Josh. <laughs> I love it. He truly did. And the people in the chat room are all excited about the fact that you were in Avengers Endgame. Yes, I was. So tell us how that came to, came about. Well, the Russo brothers, the fabulous Russo brothers, um, executive produced a show I was on called Community. And when they left Community to go and become amazing directors in the Marvel universe, they decided as a, like an Easter egg they would put a Community actor in every Marvel film they did. And so all of us. Well, I can't speak for everybody. I know for me, I was just waiting. Like somebody, come on, call me. Come on, somebody give me a call. Let me come on, be in there. So I was doing the mayor on ABC and got a text from Joe Russo. And he was like, hey, what are you doing like two Thursdays from now? Can you come to Atlanta? And I text back, is this it? Is this the call? He was like, this is the call. See if you can get off work. And so thankfully, the mayor was an ABC show. Marvel is, you know, is part of the ABC, ABC family. Disney family. Mm-hmm. So getting the time off was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And um, I went down uh, two years ago, 2017. I went down to Atlanta and shot with, uh, you know, small actors like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Um, yeah, just you, people you, go, might you, you might know. You might know who they are. I mean, you know. um, so I shot and then forgot about it and thought that I would be in Infinity War because they were sh- all my swag. I got a little swag bag. Every All the swag I have is Infinity War. So I thought I'd be in Infinity War. They did that on purpose. I don't know. I sense. don't know. I don't know. They um, did it to throw you off Listen, the Carla, the dog on NDA I signed. They wasn't going to get nothing out of me anyway. <laughs> Um, I need my left foot. They were like, your left foot will belong to Marvel. I was like, no, I will tell no one. So then when Infinity War came and went and I I wasn't in it, I was like, oh, well, I guess I wasn't in Infinity War. And thankfully, I didn't tell anybody, so I wasn't embarrassed. And then Endgame comes out, and I'm with a bunch of my blurred friends in a theater in Sherman Oaks. And I see we're in 1970, and I see an elevator, and I'm like, holy crap. And the next pop thing that pops up is me. I didn't even go to the premiere because I didn't think I was in the film. Girl, let me tell you something. My mother is a big Avengers fan, yeah. right? I take my mother to all the little superhero yeah. nerdy movies because that's what she loves. Mm-hmm. Why were we sitting there watching and we were like, la, 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 la. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, mama, that's event. That's yeah. She's like, it sure is. <laughs> In a terrible wig. <laughs> terrible. It wasn't that bad. In a mushroom wig from the 70s. <laughs> it wasn't that yeah. bad. But I was like, uh, uh. I was like, what? Yeah, what it's pretty is cool. Happening? It was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. I yeah. was like, what is going on now? Yeah. Um, what did it say? Oh, that's that's something else. Okay. Um, what else did I want to ask you? I wanted to ask, oh, I wanted to I wanted to tell tell the people this. So this is how I met Yvette. I forgot to say this. Yeah. So this is how I met Yvette. I used to belong to, or not used to, but I belonged to a group that was called the Sister Circle. Yes. And we would have these emails flying back and forth all the time. And at one point, I noticed Yvette's name was in the email chain. And at the time that I saw that, she was on a show. What was that show you were on with Kevin Hart? The Big House. The Big House. She was on a show called The Big House. So I reached out to her. I was like, and I I also saw around that same time that she was doing. um, It's probably Drake and Josh. No, you were doing. Oh. You were already doing Drake and Josh, but you were also doing. Um, what were you doing? Oh, you were doing that uh, Actor Fest. Oh yeah, you were doing a panel at I Actor did a, Fest. I did a panel. At she Actor did a panel at Actor Fest about character actors yeah. and um, Uncle Phil. Yeah, 
as we know him, he was there, yeah. Mr. James Avery. Mm-hmm. He was on that panel and a couple of other people that we know. You have the best memory because I, I remember the panel, but I just have no recollection. I remember else. he was on it and I remember you were on it because y'all yeah. were the only two black two people. Black people. <laughs> so that's what I remember. Yep. The other folks, I couldn't tell yeah. you who they were. But I remember that and I remember think and I remember seeing your, e- your email mm-hmm. on the email chain for the Sister Circle. So I was like, oh, let me reach out to her mm-hmm. and see, you know, if I could, you know, we could holler each other real quick yeah. afterwards. And I hollered at her. I hollered at her like she's not here. I hollered at you <laughs> after that. And we went to the... Remember this? We went to the California Pizza Kitchen. And we sat there for hours running we did. our mouth. We and did. we have been friends ever Talking since. Talking about the business. And, yep. Yeah, I remember We that. have been friends ever since. Yep. And I value that friendship Back immensely, as, as I have said numerous times during the course of this interview. Can I say this, though? Like, first of all, I didn't, After Buzz has a whole situation happening here that's really <laughs> nice. Like, I walked in and was like, this joint is jumping. But aside from that, Carla, you're really good at what you do. Like, I don't know if, if you get your flowers the way you should, but like, Carla is an actress. She's a PR person. She's a critic. She's a fashionista. She's a hair diva. Like she's a singer. Like there's a Broadway diva. There's so much stuff you do, and you're great at all of it. Like I'm not even surprised to come in here and sit in here and, and see you just shining. You're just so good at this. Thank I mean, it's you. hard to you know do this whole thing and you in here by she in here by herself. You know, and she just handling. <laughs> I think the whole audience is in here. Thank you. It's really good, Carla. You're really great you. at what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Back at you, Thank my sister. You. What you got coming up next? I mean, aside from Lady in the Tramp, you know, that's my that's my big thing. Like I'm gonna hang my hat on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out November 12th, and then you know, just whatever. I do want to say this: we um we have a chance to show Always a Bridesmaid in an actual theater in Cleveland, Ohio, which is my hometown. There's a theater in Shaker Square, you guys. It's gonna run always for a week starting October 4th I believe okay so, so that's, that's this week coming yeah up. that's week coming up so just check out the theater in Shaker Square it's the same place where we um, premiered for the um, Greater Cleveland Urban Film Festival so if you guys just google that you'll be able to find what theater we were in but it's in Shaker Square so Always a Bridesmaid will be on the big screen there and it'll be the longer version the version that's longer than what we showed on BET so if you have not seen it go see it it'll be there for a week yeah is it gonna show on BET again or do it we may, know it may I don't know the, all the ins and outs of that like I was so excited just trying to get to the 28th like it was like September 28th like, let me just get to September 28th it, it was like birth and a baby and I knew what day my baby was gonna be born so I was just trying to get to that but you know now the push is just trying to get more people to be able to see it and we really want want you to see it in theaters because it's such a beautiful film. Trey Haley did an amazing job with this. Ken Stipe was our um, DP and we just our set designer, Myra, everyone, Adreen, our costumer who was involved with that CVS nonsense with that racist woman. <laughs> Adreen Ashford is the black woman that that racist lady attacked in that CVS video. So, um, but Adreen is brilliant. You see this movie and see what the way Adreen dressed people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just brilliant. And let me just say yeah. this. Whoever did the makeup and the lighting and the hair Ashlyn, yeah. and the lighting yeah. for always Gayla made, did the hair. They did Ashley it because I didn't see anybody looking like a troglodyte. No, no. I didn't see anybody looking like... And you like, see all that melanin, that gorgeous, the way they look, lit them brown babies. What was the sister's name in the red outfit? Oh, that's Amber Sade Robinson. Amber Sade Robinson yeah. handled them clothes. Handled okay. them clothes and them curves. Can I shout out some of the people in the cast? Yes, of course Javicia you can. Leslie played Karina. Jordan Calloway played Mock. Uh, there was Tosin there was Michelle Mishner everybody just says Tosin's first name because his last name is so hard to pronounce I don't want to blow it but he Tosin and and Michelle played Bradley and Tamara Mm -hmm. and then we had the beautiful Jasmine Brown who played Denise Mm -hmm. watch Jazzy on Instagram and then Amber Sharday Robinson um, played Janelle she was amazing Marcel Spears was in it Bernard David Jones plays Terrence Um, um, uh, Brandon Michael Hall from The Mayor and also God Friend of Me came in and played Atheon Crockett Telma Hopkins Richard Lawson (laughs) let me tell you you guys look when I was on Twitter being nosy looking at the hashtag for always a bridesmaid 
I thought I would holler and laugh out loud when I saw. <laughs> I know which one you gonna talk about? <laughs> when I saw, there was a tweet. I don't know. I don't even want to put them on blast. But there was a tweet by somebody that y'all know. <laughs> and if you go on Twitter and go hashtag always a bridesmaid, you gonna see the one I'm talking about. There is a tweet where somebody's like, "No disrespect, Tina Lawson, but Richard is he's still fine. Boy. He's still fine. I laugh. He's still out fine. Loud I got two. I, I got two that. more people. I got to shout out. I got to shout out Joy Brunson, James Bland, and I think I got everybody. I hope I got everybody." that you was a part everybody. of this everybody was lovely you in got this everybody. film we're so grateful let me and let me just also give a Megan shout Tandy. out Megan Tandy sorry <laughs> that's that was right, it girl. I got it that's alright girl I want to give a shout out to Jordan Calloway because yes. while, while Yvette got- was shooting Always Bridesmaid I went and did a little set visit and she didn't tell me this and I was so taken aback yeah. and verklempt but when I came on set this young man handsome young handsome. man walked up to me and was like hi Miss Carla you remember me and I was like and I looked at him because I knew I remembered yeah. his face but I didn't remember how I knew him yeah. and he goes I'm Jordan Calloway and um, I was Tears. little Simba immediately, and immediately, immediately just she cried. river just crying and he was hugging me like it's okay mama there's Carla. video of that right isn't there video <laughs> there's video you of need that to post online. that Carla because it's so sweet. I took the video I want you to post it because I took it but it's really <laughs> sweet it's it really was, sweet I boohoo like a baby yeah. because I'm so proud of the man that he has become is it strange to see him that fine it kind of is. Jordan's fine. It, he's kind of cute. Yeah, he's kind of cute. And it was kind of... and But when I see him, especially when he smiles, whenever yeah. I watch the film and he would smile, I immediately could see that little 9, 10-year-old boy who used to wear me out yeah. when we were doing The Lion King. Yeah. So he was our little Simba when we did The Lion yeah. King and I was Shenzi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a bunch of little Nala's and Simba's. But I rem- and I remember all of them because yeah. that production... And that show that we did here in Los Angeles for three years was very special. It was very special to me. Yeah. Very special to me. Um, Let me see. Read Love Listen says, joining late, but I love Yvette Nicole Brown. And it was so cool to see her in Avengers. I love her guest hosting on The Real. Ah, thank you. Oh, and she gave me some love, too. She said that I was amazing. She said the Always a Bridesmaids trailer looks really good. I love black rom-coms. Child, it was the bomb.com. It really was. It was funny. It was funny. It was poignant. Thank you. There's some really real issues happening in there. There's some really funny issues happening. It's like a good mix of everything. There's nothing that's heavy-handed and smacking you over the head. Like, listen to this right listen to that it was a really good mix of stuff awesome see. um michael would like to know your thoughts on courtroom kiki <laughs> that's from black lady courtroom from uh <laughs> dude i had the best time doing that uh, the, the great thing about uh the black a black lady sketch show is that they just called people randomly like it wasn't like there wasn't an audition process or whatever. You just got a call saying, hey, we're shooting on this day. We're doing this thing for HBO. Do you want to come play? And everybody was like, yes, please. <laughs> so you don't even, I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know what I was doing before I said yes. I just said yes because it was Robin Thede and it was, it was Issa Rae. And I'm like, it's Quinta and it's, it's Gabrielle. And, and I just knew, and, and you know, Ash, I'm sorry, I got it by Ashlyn Cole. That's all right. So I knew, I knew what it was and I was excited to do it. And then when I found out what we were doing, it was the most fun day on set I think I've ever had. And I, I joke I joke that I watch it all the time, but I'm not really joking. I watch it at least once every other day because that is the love that black women have for each other. When we do it right, when we do it right and we see each other, it should be a, hey, sis, I see you. All right, goddess locks. All right, curls. Like, that is the black love that we have for each other. That's why we call each other sister. And so to see all of that love from those women as each one entered in, the frame was like, okay, 
right? Like that's literally what it is. So it was it was a great experience. So we're gonna give Robin Thede some love because Robin Thede started following me on Twitter and Robin. I was very excited about that. Yes. So hey Robin Thede. Hey girl. Robin. We love you, girl. We love your girl. Yes. And your goddess locks are popping here by <laughs> Ash Nicole. Here by Ash Nicole. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. We are, let me see. Did we do it? Are we done? We are almost out of time. Oh no. Is there any chance oh, a couple other things. Is okay. there any chance there is a community movie coming down the pipe? Um there's no I mean unless they're doing one without me, I don't think there's one coming right now. <laughs> They could be. I don't know. I wasn't in that last season. They might be shooting she right said, now. Listen, girl, yeah, no, you know, but I'm no saying, no, I, honestly, if I would do it last week, I, I love everyone over there. And um, I think we do need f- to fulfill the movie part of the six seasons in a movie. Um, I think right now, you know, look, Donald Glover, or D- Allison, Danny, everybody's so busy. busy. It's yeah. like, how do you find the time to get everybody together to do it? But yeah. I don't know anyone that wouldn't do it. I'll okay. say that. All right. Well, girl, that is our time. Did we, do it? Let me, we did it. And let me just concur and say that it should be like that when we see our, our sisters in the, in the struggle yeah. at auditions and out on the yep. street. It should be mad I'm love. like that. Well, me and you, we go there. We do that. We go there. I'm we like, hey, do girl. that. Yeah. I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad that you took time out of your schedule to come over here and play with My me. Pleasure. And so I could shout out your, because there was no way in hell that you was going to have a movie that you wrote and produced and was starring in that I wasn't going to be like, yo, come over here and, and talk to And there wasn't no way that I wasn't going to come and bless your state. Not bless like I'm the blessing, but you know what I mean? Come on, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, you're, you're doing something great. I want to support you and let you know that I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. So of course I would come. Even well, if I didn't have a project, if you just wanted me to come, I would have come. Well, girl, now, now you know you got to come back. I'll come back. Now it's you down know the we, street from now, my house. I'll come know, back. Now you know we got to go see some movies together and then it. come back up in here we and talk totally about it. Totally do it. Totally What's your favorite it. movie before we go? Um, right now, I'm looking forward to seeing Downton Abbey. I live for Downton Abbey. I oh, can't, I've only been. I heard it's great, and I've been promoting always the bridesmaids. So I haven't had a chance to actually go to a theater, but that's winding down now. So that's the first movie I'm going to go see in the theater, and I'm looking forward to um, uh, the Tom Hanks, um, Mr. Rogers film. Uh, um, won't you be my a beautiful day in the beautiful day in the neighborhood? I'm going to pack a lot of Kleenex, <laughs> and I'm going to go watch Tom Hanks be brilliant uh, about that wonderful. Yeah, man. he's kind of doing his thing. He kind of is. Both man. of those movies are. Very awesome good tra- picks, good, my sister. Thank you. And I want to see Judy too, but I, I listened to your review. I'm like, well, wait a minute. But I do want to see it. Yeah, it's not it's not what you think it is. Okay. But, she, but she's good. I heard she's really good. She's really, like I said, it's worth it to see her performance okay. because she's letting you have it. She's underrated. Renee she really Zellweger. is she underrated. Really is. She really is underrated. Yeah. And she's doing some very nuanced, very polished Always things. Always does. Um, Always in does. that film that, that are very bold character choices mm-hmm. for an icon as Judy Garland. Love it. So, yeah. Love it. So let the people know where they can find you on social media and whatnot. On Twitter, I am at YMB, which is just my initials. On uh, Instagram, I'm at Yvette Nicole Brown. And I'm on Facebook, allegedly, but after the election stuff, I came on off of there. But that's <laughs> at Yvette Nicole Brown, too. That's where I am. And you guys, you can find me everywhere at The Curvy Critic. I'm here every Sunday at 5 o'clock, like I said at the start. If you're on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. If you're not on YouTube and you're listening to this via audio, Go to iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio and give me some love and some comments there. I appreciate you all the time. I'm so glad you were able to join me. I will be back next week with some more movie reviews. I'll let you know online what they are. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes peeled. Thank you, Janice Harris, Ryan, Michael B., Marlon Wallace, Read Love, Listen, um, YVV, And Brandon Heaton for joining me in the chat room today. So until the next time, y'all, love, peace, and hair grease. And I will see you on the flip side. Bye. (laughs) On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. 
Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.